Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything is going great. Um, today is the 19th day of January. Again, it's a misty day, actually. There's, yeah, there's a building right in front of my window, which I always used to know whether it's misty or not. So when I can see the building clearly, it's, it's quite far away, but it's very tall. So when I can see it very clearly, you know, then I can tell. But now it's misty, so I can tell. For it to be at that level, yeah, landing is going to be quite difficult this morning. I can imagine a lot of flights being cancelled, particularly to some of those places. So we're still very much in that time of the year when, yeah, it's like our own spring type, you know, thing. Anyway, so um, we've been reflecting a lot on um, the Word of God, the practice of the faith, who God is, how he shows up, the fact that he's here and he's real. And I think um, in the last two years, I, you know, I always talk about the last two years as if I was I just got body again in the last two years. So I realized that something really significant happened to me in these last two years because I, in the, on this podcast, I'm sure if you've listened to two or three of my episodes, you always hear me say in the last two years, in the last two years, it's like my life literally, my clock reset back to zero in 2020. So it's like, I'm just, I'm talking like I just got born again in the last two years, whereas I I have been born again for a while, but um, sometimes I go back to the past, you know, but then I go back to the very beginning, which was like in my teens and, you know, I think in my twenties, thirties and part of forties when I started getting a reality check, twenties and thirties, I just generally did what I wanted. I, I pleased myself. And God is very patient. He allowed me to go on that journey of, you know, I'm young, free and single. Oh yeah, and I don't want to mingle. I just kept doing all of that. And he was patient with me. And then after I did my thing, you know, I had gone out there doing my thing, you know, just carrying the Lord on as my handbag and not let me treating him like my compass. Oh yeah, Holy Spirit, I see you. Yeah, so he was my handbag. I didn't use him as my compass. I didn't use it like my GPS. You know what it's like? Your GPS you when 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 oh lord thank you holy spirit that that was that was the difference i don't know why you he, the holy spirit just chips in things he's such a stealth operator because i didn't see you coming <laughs> i didn't see that coming at all oh my goodness that was what it was it was my handbag and you know what it is about your handbag your handbags you change them you hardly ever carry all your handbags and a handbag you don't ask your handbag for advice before you go out your handbag is what you take along with you you determine where you're going what you want to do how long you're going to stay there whatever is inside your handbag you only open it or open the purses or the zippers when you need what is there the handbag is at your beck and call you drop it you put it where you want you know it's it's there to serve you you don't really they're not concerned about the well-being of the handbag. Well, if you are, unless you are carrying a Hermes Birkin, Birkin bag, you know what I'm saying. But other than that, you're not really concerned about the handbag. And even if it's a Birkin bag, the Birkin bag is not going to determine where you're going to go. But if you have a compass, first of all, for you to even have a compass, for you to have bought a compass, to have kept a pump, put a compass or a GPS or you put on your Google map apps or something or google directs or your gps it's because you have acknowledged the limitation oh wow holy spirit you have acknowledged the limitation of your understanding in terms of your navigation skills 
to get to you you know you need help you've acknowledged that you need help i can't find i know i need to get somewhere i don't trust myself i do not have enough information i don't know the way and i need help so i'm going to trust google map i'm going to trust my old fashioned compass i'm going to trust the sat nav on my in my car my gps service to get me to where i need to go of course pilots in the air use gps because they, i mean there's no there's no road there's no way you can get to where you're going without gps but for those of us traveling on the road we somehow feel because it's land and there's no safety we sort of most of the time feel we can carry on bags so just carry our bags and we go and we don't open your map and as this thing happens to it's happened to me many times when i drive out i don't drive actually but when people drive me out i'm in an uber or a cab or something and i'm not opening my map because i'm feeling you know i know where the general um, area is and then i get to a point when i realize that oh my goodness i'm lost i have no idea the driver doesn't have an idea then i then put up my map and then i start doing the navigation and i'm like oh my goodness why didn't i do this before i left the house so before i digress too much of this wonderful analogy that the holy spirit gave me the difference between my 20s and now is that now the lord is my compass i don't go anywhere i don't leave the house without him at least i try not to sometimes i find out that i've actually left him at home but mm, most of the time i don't i i now know that i can't navigate my own life by myself that's a major shift for me i don't know about you but for me it's a major shift because all my life i was literally that person who would get into the car drive off or walk off or you know be driven off and it's until i get lost that i realize that oh my goodness bring out your google maps i was that kind of person and that's how i live my life even though i was a christian i was born again you know and i look very much like a christian and all that god was an addition to my life he was not the core or the center of my life and i can only say this in reflection if you ask me then i would say of course jesus is my life i love him and all of that but i wasn't putting him first and if you've ever been in a committed relationship either you've dated someone for a long time you're married someone to a long time you will understand the difference at least if you're self-aware you will understand the difference between making someone front and center of your life and just being in that relationship there's a big difference commitment level decision making partnership relationship intimacy respect there's a complete difference so yeah he's he's my compass now i don't do i don't even have interest in doing anything that he's not involved in that he's not leading i'm not even, i don't even want to lead anymore <laughs> i said i don't have the strength or energy i relish in my weakness before god i'm tired i'm not even ready to be superwoman i'm done I'm so done with that life. I've lived my entire life as a superman. Now, God tells me, drop this relationship. I'm, I'm dropping it. I say, oh God, oh Lord, I may grown a bit, but I will drop it. Do this thing now. Oh, I get up grumbling. I will do it. Oh, I do it, I do it, I do it. Because I have learned. I've had my, my fingers burnt. I've had my feet burnt. I've had my tongue burnt. I've been burnt. That I'm still surviving today is by the grace and by the mercy of God. But I, I realize that, so if he's going to drive, why am I struggling myself driving? It's like, and he's competent. He's a good driver. He knows how to navigate the ship. He knows how to steer the ship. He knows how to ride the rough waters. He also has courage. He's bold. He's not easily intimidated by things. And he has foreknowledge. So why would I 
with all my limitations I, I have blind spots i can't even see my left and my back even the things behind me in fact i have been so humbled some revelations that have come to light in my life have shown me it has humbled me and i'm, I'm even glad for the humbling process because i think i needed to be brought down a peg or two because i'm someone who because i am by the grace of god quite intellectual and i'm also articulate as you can tell you know it's, it's, these things are things that god has gifted me there's a tendency to, to to think of yourself more highly and because you say things and most of the time you are able to um, advocate your way into situations i mean i was the kind of person that if you if you bring me to a um, face-to-face interview i always tell people i've never filled a face-to-face interview before it never happened so if you want to get me out of the shortlist don't even don't call me to interview because you interview me you're going to want me on your team that's just the way it was so i was used to it said you know and that kind of thing sort of builds your confidence that affirmation that happens time and time and time again so i, I was that kind of person who sort of I, I i did believe in my ability to think through situations and make right decisions because i felt i was the kind of person who would be very you know logical and rational and you know i could evaluate things i could reason well but when I saw that, and it's true, I, I mean, by and large, I could reason things well, I, I could plan things, and so yes, it, my life was, there were many advantages of that which paid up in, for me in life. But then, there were some situations that I faced, and those situations then turned out to be very, very significant, whereby I used that my normal, mental, logical, used the information in front of you, and then I made horrible decisions. And those decisions were not even were, were life-defining decisions. As in, the kind of decisions that it's far better for you to make mistakes on 1,000 of the smaller type of decisions that you can correct. But these were the kind of decisions that you should do everything possible to make sure you don't make a fundamental mistake in those decisions because it has impact on every other thing. Those were the ones that I made serious decisions with errors, fundamental errors that I paid for, that I, the, the, the consequences of which I lived day and night for years. In fact, I will say that it is just now that I think that that yoke has been lifted off me. And I think that's the first time I've, I've been able to acknowledge that I realize that now that God has done something has, that yoke has been lifted. I don't know what's made the difference i can't tell but somehow that yoke has been lifted now it's not as much of a burden as it is when i say as much so you should realize that there are still some issues <laughs> there's still some things but they are so compared to where i'm coming from oh my goodness it's like the difference between night and day of course i have also i mean my coping skill has also strengthened and now i have there's much more context there's much more perspective there's a whole i've, I've had bigger problems and that's the thing, you know, sometimes you may have a problem, but it becomes less of a problem, not because it was solved, but because bigger problems then came. And all of a sudden you're like, what? Man, I don't even have your time. You can't even give energy or space to that other problem. So it's no longer a problem, not because it's not there or it has changed, but simply because, my goodness, I have bigger fish to fry. So that's one of those. Although I think there's also been some improvement in that God has been involved. So generally... What I'm noticing is that when you bring God into your space, you allow him to be your compass, your spiritual, your emotional, your physical compass. He takes care of business. 
he doesn't he helps you navigate your life it's, it's, it's even a little bit more than navigation because he seems to take care of things you know it's almost like i have this um apart from a gps there's this it's almost like there's this force field around me there's something working in the background of my life clearing the ways so 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 this jesus um the holy spirit comes with his crew so he's there's the compass gps service which, which you hold i mean that so i initiate that service but then there's a background checking thing going on there's a whole security surveillance happening there are some um re- recon troops that have already gone ahead to defeat some i can sense it because the sort of things that would normally stop me for some reason, it's like some some systems have been dis, um, disabled or disenabled. So I, all of a sudden, I'm I'm not the kind of opposition I would normally face for certain things. It's, it's not happening anymore. I just seem to have a clear path to move. So the coordination that and the logistics that the Holy Spirit provides by the Word of God, by the power of God in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, is second to none. And what I'm sharing this morning, what I'm reflecting on is amazing because this is 100% Holy Spirit inspired because I I didn't even have a topic. What I intended to read was Luke chapter 6, verse 46, where it says something about doing the word of God. But how we ended up here, I don't know. But And I'm just going to go with the flow. And I believe that what the Lord is really, you know, what, what he's been trying to tell me is that one really it, it pays to follow God to serve God and to allow him to be the leader Psalm 23 says the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters he leads me God has been telling me for, for what he's been telling me for the last one year was allow me to lead and I, I, I had been running ahead of him in fact, I had one particular situation I was thing I was chasing throughout last year, and I didn't know at a point I had actually I had left God behind. I didn't know until I got to the point at which everything should have been culminated, and I got the greatest as in shut down in my that I had I couldn't imagine. I was so dazed for a whole month. It's been a long time something has dazed me like that. I was literally dazed for a month. When you say dazed, I was dazed. I couldn't function. People would come to me with work and be like, um, shall I have this work? I'd be like, no, 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 I can't do it. In fact, I prayed. I said, thank God I had one client that, you know, we had done a major piece of work with and we were in that sort of like um, tipping down phase. So, so that one, I was able to join the meetings because they weren't so frequent and all of that. But I was unable to do anything really major. I just needed, it was, it was that bad. But then it taught me a big lesson, a big lesson, because a big lesson, it just showed me that there is no point. As a Christian, I can't speak for any other person, but for me, in my life, running ahead of God, it doesn't work. Not because God is doing any punitive action against me, but because somehow, and God helped me to um, explain this in the way that I sense it and I feel it, I am someone who... I think I have I have tagged myself along with Christ for too long. I am I bear in my body the marks of Jesus. I'm a Christian. The devil knows that I'm a Christian. Therefore, I mean I support Christian things. 
I love Christ. I am a worshiper of Christ. I am his own. I'm not just saying it. It's the truth. It's, the, it's just the truth. I am a child of God. As in literally the same way I can say, my name is Shola. This is my surname. This is the family I come from. I am part of God's family. I think I don't realize what that means. So what it means is this. I have been branded by the kingdom of darkness. Kill on sight. Do you understand what I'm saying? I have been branded. Therefore, and I'm in the world which they govern, which they rule over. So therefore, I cannot go out without the protection of my father. And if you are in this room with me right now as I'm recording, things just got pretty quiet here. I, I, so it's like things just got very quiet in my spirit because the weight of what I have just said has sunk on me and it's just made me understand. So I cannot live in this world like an ordinary, every other person would live. And I think this would apply for anyone who is a Christian, who has been branded. I'm not talking of on earth. I mean, in the heavenlies, you have been, it's verified. This is a child of God. So the worst thing we can do, and that was what Paul was saying in Ephesians 6, says, put on the whole armor of God. He wasn't writing that to everyone. He wasn't writing it to you know people who didn't believe in Christ. He wasn't writing it to people who were not following Christ. He wasn't writing it to people who were half in, half out. He was writing it to all in believers. Believers who had made huge personal sacrifices to follow Christ. Believers who believed in Jesus and were committed to living in Jesus. Believers who are recognized by the kingdom of darkness as being believers. And if you want to ask me that, what does that mean? I don't know if you have read this story. I can't pull it up now because that will take me into another, into a rabbit hole. But there was a time when the apostles, I think, was it Paul and and some of them, they were preaching. This was after the death and resurrection of Jesus and ascension Jesus had left. And they went about and there were some people who saw the way they prayed for people and they wanted to, I think it was the sons of Sceva or so, they wanted to, you know, then cast out devils in the name of Jesus in the same way that they had seen Paul and the apostles do. And they tried to do that with one man. And then the man, the, the evil spirit in him, spoke through him and said, Paul, we know. Um, Silas, we know. But who are you? And then they jumped on the man and, they, and, and you know, they, saw, and they, they attacked them and all that. So they know. They know. They know real Christians when they see them. They know. So if you are one of those believers who has been identified and verified as a card-carrying member of the kingdom of God, then we cannot afford to put ourselves in harm's way. That's what Paul was warning against in Ephesians 6. He says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day, you may be able to, you know, stand in the evil day, quench all the, stand against the wiles of the devil. Then he describes what that whole armor is and it's a very comprehensive armor. The only reason why you would have to go to that level of detail is because of the nature of the place where we're in. We're in a world that is evil, that is wicked, excuse me, that hates God and also hates the people that love God. 
So yeah, I, I and I, I think when a lot when not, enough is not preached about this because if we understand as believers that we are really in hostile territory and our enemies are not necessarily the men and women around us they are just tools the men and women that the devil uses against us they're just tools but because sometimes it may not even be if you're focused on oh this person is my enemy that person is my enemy you miss the other enemy that comes through thoughts through fear through unbelief through ignorance and those are the more great affairs and those ones you can't drive them away you know what I'm saying? You can't pray for them, die prayers for them because those thoughts follow you to your room, they follow you to your bed. The fear follows you to your closet. It follows you around every day. The unbelief, the ignorance never leaves you. The only thing that can try chase it away is the word of God and illumination by the Spirit. So he goes into detail in Ephesians 6 talking about the whole armor of God. He doesn't even tell us to put on half of the armor of God. That's so instructive. Isn't it instructive that the shield of faith is not enough? You need the shield of faith. You need the um, sword of the spirit. You then need the helmet of salvation. You need your loins guards about the truth. You need your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. He says the whole armor. In other words, if you don't put on, then the, of course the blessed spirit of righteousness. Yeah, that one will guard your heart. Because if you don't pull on the whole armor of God, you leave your head unprotected you are not able to attack because you do not have the sword of the spirit and we see that a lot around us many people do not know what to do when they're in problems because we do not have the word of god in all sufficiently we do we do not know how to wield a sword if you if you know what a sword is people spend years learning how to fight with a sword and the shield of faith yes if your shield is not strong you cannot hold. You don't even know how to use it. You can't even see when an arrow is coming. So I'll just leave it at that. Maybe this is, we'll call this the armor of God. I don't know. God will lead us or want to say, but this is really musings with Jesus. Jesus has just given me like a lecture this morning. And I don't know how he does this. I don't even know why he does this. Does he, see, I mean, God is so amazing because I'm like, he said to me that every time I open this recording, he'll speak. And I'm like, and sometimes I don't believe it. So I always want to prepare what I will say. But this is literally off the cuff. And this is like the most intense ministration that I have received from the Lord in recent times. I'll just leave it there and I will say thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to us today. For speaking to your child, to your children. May your words bear the fruit that is intended as you have sown them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for listening. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.